Hello everyone and welcome to a special bonus beats edition of Inside the Groove. This is an accompaniment to episode 2 where we discussed Open Your Heart. Now, if you remember, there was some confusion about the songwriting process for that particular track. If you haven't already listened to episode 2, then I recommend going back. And uh, Otherwise, this whole edition isn't going to make much sense to you. But for those that do recall it, I'll just quickly re- recount the fact that both... Uh, Gardner Cole, one of the writers, and Peter Raffleson, the other writer, had similarities in this story about how they wrote the song, how it ended up being recorded by Madonna. But there was also some disparity and some conflicts and confusion. And so what I did was present both different stories and asked you, the listener, to make up your mind about which one you thought was accurate. Very briefly, Gardner's story was that he wrote the song called Follow Your Heart, named after a vegetarian um, restaurant in LA, um, and it was about a, um, a waitress that worked there that he was in love with called Lisa, um, and that they um, changed the recording slightly over a year with Peter, um, and it was presented to Madonna's manager, who then suggested a female vocal for the demo. Um, Gardner's girlfriend at the time, Donna Delory, recorded a version which was then accepted by Madonna. Peter's story, on the other hand, was quite bizarre, I felt, and um, it involved a car crash outside his house, which led to a studio recording and then a break-in at the studio and a possible lawsuit. And um, I felt it seemed a bit over the top, but there was a demo from those sessions um, with Peter singing, which was very similar to the version that we ended up with by Madonna. Um, And I reached out to both Gardner and Peter and said, if you'd like to clarify the stories and explain why your two stories contradict each other, I would be delighted to hear. And I am delighted to let you know that Peter has been in touch and clarified the situation. What he says is that both stories are accurate, but both versions are missing some information. And he's been able to fill in the gaps, as it were. So I'm going to read out to you, more or less, um, what he said to me in his email, and hopefully draw a line under this. So if somebody wants to update Wikipedia afterwards, they're more than welcome to. I'm going to start by saying that Peter's email is lovely. He seems like a really genuine and very pleasant chap. So it's such a delight to be able to read out what he says. He says that Follow Your Heart was actually not the original title, that this was actually a different song that he was working on at the time alone, and that he wrote and sang and produced it alone, and it appeared in a number of uh, 1980s theatrical films thereafter, including Lucas and Perfect. Now, he's actually provided me with a copy of that song, which is really good, actually, so hope you don't mind if I play you a little bit of it now. What a great song. Thank you for sharing that with us, Peter. So back to Open Your Heart, uh, and Peter continues. Um, Gardner did meet his girlfriend, who did in fact work at a restaurant with the same name. I believe he married her years later. 
When we started writing together, Gardner heard me working on Follow Your Heart, same period, same location where we finished writing Open Your Heart in my father's garage, released um, same year on various soundtracks, and assumed that was the original inception of the idea for Open Your Heart. But in fact, it was a distinctly different and completely separate song. Peter then continues, It was in fact Gardner that was selling typewriters at the time and he was the one who came into my father's garage um, which I used to create music and Gardner helped me to finish the song. Uh, Peter then explains that he'd been writing it for Cindy Lauper um, but that Gardner's greatest contribution uh, to the lyric was the one is such a lonely number at the end of the bridge. He was a talented songwriter, says Peter, but I had already finished most of the song. I am grateful to Gardner for all we did together and he is a good friend to this day. Peter's email continues. It was Garner's friend and industry connection, his temporary patron and co-publisher, Robbie Weaver, son of actor Dennis, who owned the private studio, rare in those days, where we would spend about a year waiting to go in and out and work on the demo, which he found online. Uh, Peter says that he played and sang on all the parts and that they could only get into the studio every four to six weeks until they actually finished it. Next, Peter explains, the reel-to-reel tape in the lobby was that same studio and when I left with my final demo mix. The tape was scheduled to go out the next day to Eisner Deman Management, um, repped by Madonna, where Burnett Freed, who knew Gardner, worked at the time. I was told I could not include the song and was hurt by this, so I told Gardner I would never speak with him again unless I could include the song. Later, Gardner reconsidered and I was told I could add it, but the studio was locked and closed. That night, I decided to wear a ski mask and gloves. I scaled the wall at Robbie's home and broke in. I connected my Walkman cassette and added the demo with my voice to the end of the tape without writing anything on the box. There were already four songs and Open Your Heart was now the fifth and uncredited song. From what I understand, management liked the last song on the tape and requested a female vocal be added. And this is how Donna Delory ended up uh, singing and Gardner resubmitted. This is, in fact, maybe how Madonna first came to know of Donna, spurring her entire career. Such a great singer she is. Next paragraph from Peter says... 45 days later, I heard a bootleg set of the percussion overdub session and realized it was Open Your Heart. This was the first time I even know that Emma had actually recorded the song. I then realized what had really happened and that the other writers who bragged about the Madonna cut from the original demo tape never honestly knew that they had a, a song added to their tape. It must have been a real disappointment. I believe guitarist David Williams, uh, who's on Open Your Heart, was one of the writers of those first four songs on the tape. When I heard that Warner Bros had pressed 600,000 copies and was shipping vinyl to have the labels printed and added, I finally called Madonna's lawyer, David Schindler, who was in disbelief when I announced this may come as a shock, but I was the original writer of that song. He threatened to sue me for fraud and then I played him the original demo over the phone with my voice singing. He hung up and called back, insisting that if I did not give up my publishing rights, the song would never make the album. But I knew Warner Bros was not about to recall 600,000 units. I called his bluff and replied, no problem, take it off the album, not going to give up my rights. There was no way to do so, it was too late to remove and reprint 600,000 records, so they printed up the labels and added my name to those 600,000 lot shipment of early pressings in a hurry to get the album released. The rest is history. I won both the Writer and Publisher of the Year um, ASCAP Awards for 1986. I accepted the ASCAP Publishing Award as Rufflesome Music um, alongside co-winner Warner Bros Music and who repped Madonna and Gardner. 
Uh, Peter ends his email by saying that there's one fun piece of trivia. The first 600,000 units were released before they officially had accurate paperwork on me, and you can see my name was misspelled Ralphson, R-A-L-P-H-E-L-S-O-N, on many early gold plaques, and even in the inside cover of one of Madonna's books, which featured a picture of the True Blue Vinyl album. I love that. It corroborates my entire story and the truth. Now, Peter then um, quickly goes on about a few other bits of trivia, and it's really interesting. Um, and he urges um, listeners to check out the Billboard Chartbeat podcast about Open Your Heart. Peter's segment starts about 30 minutes in, and he gives lots of trivia, and it's really interesting. He really does seem like such a fun guy. I'd love to get to meet him in person. Um, thank you um, for clarifying everything for us, Peter.